The wilderness wasn't there to kill him. It was there to reveal him. Oh, you're stronger than you think you are. You're more anointed than you think you are. I know you went into the season filled with the Holy Spirit, but you're about to step out in the power of the Spirit. Welcome to the City Light Church Podcast. Thanks for joining us today as we look into God's Word and discover the hope and truth that He has for us. If you want to connect with City Light Church, feel free to visit us at citylightnyc.com. That's citylightnyc.com. Pastor Boyan Jancic and his team believe that the power of the Holy Spirit is already working in our hearts and minds. As you listen to today's teaching, remember that you are deeply loved by God, that you are surrounded by His grace, and that He has a real hope and a future for you. We have a special guest for you today, renowned author, evangelist, prophet, goes all across this nation, just edifying and building up the saints of God. And he's a friend of this house. He's preached at our pulpit for over a decade. And we just want to give honor and thanks for who God has made him to be. Father of two, husband of Christ line, come on. Friend of Pastor Bo. Put your hands together and let's welcome our brother. Nathaniel, Saint the Lord. Can we just lift up our hands and give Jesus a shout of praise? Come on, can we give Jesus? Hallelujah. Is there any way, is there like a monitor? I can hear myself just a little bit more. Oh, that's perfect. Thank you. I'm ready for this word. Um, it was your pastor's birthday this past week, so um, if you forgot to bless him, when he comes back, make sure you give him a Pentecostal handshake. Some of you are like, you're new to church, you don't know what a Pentecostal handshake is, but I, I, I've been in church for over 20-something years, for about 21 years, so I know what a Pentecostal handshake is. It's, um, do you guys want to know? You know? No, like the, some of y'all been in church for like 80 years. Of course you know. I'm talking about the new people. Pentecostal handshake is, um, it, it's, it's when you take money, you put it in your hand. You ball it up like this and you act like there's nothing in your hand, right? And then you go to your pastor because it's his birthday. And you go, Pastor, thank you so much. I love you, man of God. And you give him like a handshake, and he thinks it's just a handshake, but guess what it is? It's a Pentecostal handshake. No, but I, I said that jokingly, but you know, the Bible says those who preach and teach the word are worth double honor. They're worthy of double honor. In the Greek, double honor means good pay. So make sure you bless the man of God. On his birthday, right, we were texting. And I found um, pictures of different Boyans. Boyan Bogdanovich, he's a basketball player. This uh, soccer player, Boyan, I don't know his name. And then a movie star. And then I did like a whole collage. And then I put him as the biggest one. And I was like, you're still my favorite Boyan. So that still rings true. He's still my favorite. All right, can we get into the word? How many of y'all been on this 21-day prayer fasting journey? 
Okay, I'm glad some of y'all didn't lie. Yeah, I know some of y'all was like, not me. I've been eating like a pig. Um, no, but whether you did one day, 21 days, you didn't, it's like the Lord gave me a word. And I feel like this is the perfect word to end your 21 day fast with. And even if you haven't been a part of it, you can get something in this word that's really going to minister to you and encourage you. And can I be honest? Most of the sermons I preach, um, I prepare it for the people of God. That's not my personal devotion. Right. That's that's like I'm preparing it for the people and I have my own personal devotion. This that I'm sharing is my own personal devotion. I usually don't preach my personal devotion, so it may seem like it's a little bit out of place and I don't got the three points and the perfect symmetry around the sermon. But it's literally the Lord speaking to me in my own personal time. And so I, this word is special to me. Y'all ready? Yes. Now, first service was lit. I don't know. <laughs> Second service, people come late and they don't want to say amen. <laughs> first service, everyone's on time. Everyone's it's militant there. People just, they don't play. Okay, Luke chapter four. Let me not lose the people of God before the word. Um, Luke chapter four. Thank you guys for having me. By, by this time, most of y'all know me. Who doesn't know me here? Who does? You could be honest. There was like three people. Okay. Yeah, most of y'all know me. So, you know, I'm a little different. Luke chapter 4, verse 1. Let's get into this. I'm going to um, read a lot. All right. Uh, Luke chapter 4, verse 1. Then Jesus... Then Jesus, being filled with the Holy Spirit, returned from the Jordan and was led by the Spirit into the wilderness. Can I just stop right there and give you guys some context of what's happening? Because in order to understand Luke chapter 4, this is good Bible reading just for anyone who wants to know. You always have to go back and read Luke chapter 3 and sometimes even read Luke chapter 5 in order to understand and get like a sandwich. It's like an Oreo sandwich of the word. Right? You take one piece of the Oreo out and you eat it by itself, ah, it's alright. You take another piece of the Oreo out, you eat it by itself, ah, it's alright. You do the cream by itself, that's disgusting. You're a serial killer. Um, just kidding. I'm just, no, but seriously, you are. Um, but when you take the two pieces of the Oreo with the cream on the inside and you eat it together, it's perfect symmetry. You see the way I talk about food, I love to eat. Food is my love language, all right? Then Jesus, being filled with the Holy Spirit, returned from the Jordan and was led by the Spirit into the wilderness. All right, so let me tell you what was happening in Luke chapter 3 in order for us to understand what's happening in Luke chapter 4. So Jesus got baptized by John the Baptist. And during his baptism, something insane happened. I'm talking about life-changing, mind-blowing, destiny-altering experience happened. The Bible says that the heavens opened up, that the Holy Spirit descended. Y'all got the verse up and everything. What if I lied? They would have called me out right there. 
the heavens opened up. Now I gotta look to make sure. Is that really what happened? Then, then the Holy Spirit descended like a dove. And the Bible says, lightning, a lightning was upon him. I'm talking about craziness happened. And then God the Father spoke from heaven and said, This is my beloved Son in whom I'm well pleased. I'm talking about the greatest encounter you could have. God literally opened up the heavens and spoke to Jesus. Just a regular church service. This is one of those church services you go home and you're never the same. This is the type of encounter Jesus just had. Then Jesus, immediately after that experience, the Holy Spirit brings him into the wilderness. Oh my God, this is good already. Has God ever brought you into an uncomfortable place? A place that doesn't make sense. A place where you're like, but everything's good. I thought we were cool, God. Yeah. I thought, oh, but I've been praying. I've been fasting. I've been seeking you. Why? Send me to the wilderness. And then that's when the Holy Spirit told me the wilderness was not meant to kill you. It was meant to reveal you. Yeah. It was meant to bring something out of you that you didn't even know was there. All right. Let's go to verse 2. Because y'all like, I don't understand what he's saying, but you're going to get it. Um, being tempted for 40 days by the devil, and in those days, he ate nothing. So he was fasting 40 days, no food. Not like turning off Netflix for five minutes and then call it fasting. Well. That's not fasting. That's just called discipline. That's what every believer should have. That's not fasting. Not watching Netflix is not fasting. That's all. Ooh, I didn't watch Netflix for a week. I'm, I'm sacrificing so much for the Lord. All right. Uh, okay. Um, can I say something about verse one? Is that sometimes the Holy Spirit will lead you to a place that doesn't look like it's him. But it's exactly where he wants you to be. Because there's lessons there. Um, he ate, and, and then he was hungry, right? 40 days fasting, He's hungry. Verse 3, and the devil said to him, if you are the son of God, command this stone to become bread. Verse 4, but Jesus answered him saying, it is written, man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word of God. Then the devil, taking him on a high mountain, showed him all the kingdoms of the world in a moment of time. Verse 6. And the devil said to him, all this authority I give to you and their glory, for this has been delivered to me, and I give it to whoever I wish. Verse 7. Therefore, if you will worship before me, all will be yours. Verse 8. And Jesus answered and said to him, get thee behind me, Satan, for it is written, you shall worship the Lord your God, and him only shall you worship. Then he brought him into Jerusalem, set him on a pinnacle of the temple, and said to him, If you are the Son of God, throw yourself down from here. Verse 10. For it is written, He shall give his angels charge over you to keep you. Verse 11. And in their hands they shall bear you up, lest you dash your foot against a stone. Verse 12. And Jesus answered and said to him, It has, it has been said, You shall not tempt the Lord your God. Verse 13. 
Now when the devil had ended every temptation, he departed from him until an opportune time. May God bless the reading of his word. The title of my sermon is, y'all remember it from the first service? Oh, I like y'all. You see, some people were listening. You're coming out stronger. Can I be transparent with you? I feel like 2023 was a major wilderness year for me. Um, and can, can I be completely transparent? Is that sometimes when you go through a wilderness, you wonder if God is even with you. How many of you have been through a wilderness before? Y'all are quiet this service. You forgot I like amens, praise the Lord. He's going to help me preach in 20 minutes and send y'all home happy. <laughs> I don't get amens. I'm like, okay, I got to preach more because I guess it's not that good. I, if you have not been through a wilderness and you're a believer, you will go through one. We can't keep painting this rosy picture of Christianity that there's no such thing as wilderness. Yeah, yeah. You will go through wilderness, you will go through trials, you will go through storms, you will go through temptation, you will go through things as a believer, but I have the best news for you. God is with you. Not only is God with you, he says, I will never leave you, I will never forsake you, and he allows his Holy Spirit to come on you, to strengthen you, so that you'll be able to go through the fire and not get burned, go through the water and not drown, and be an overcomer on the other side of what you're going through. I need about three overcomers to lift up your hands and thank God for the overcoming spirit that's been given on you. The same that rose Jesus Christ from the dead is on the inside of you and has given you victory over death, hell, and the grave is giving you victory over every attack of the enemy has given you victory over every sickness. I need some overcomers to lift up your hands and say, I'm an overcomer. Verse 1 is very powerful for me because it says that when Jesus went into the wilderness, he went in the power, he went in the, he went being filled with the Holy Spirit. So he leaves this encounter filled with the Holy Spirit and going into the wilderness. Isn't that a good way to go into a wilderness? Filled with the Holy Spirit. He goes into the wilderness filled with the Holy Spirit and he fasts for 40 days and 40 nights, and then the devil comes to him after the fast. Can I speak to some people who've been in this prayer of fasting for 21 days? You may come out filled with the Holy Spirit. Just know that the devil's waiting on the other side to bring temptation, to bring heartache and pain. So, we're going to go through the three temptations. Stick with me for one minute because the Holy Spirit is about to do something. I feel such an anointing. I didn't say this in the first service. For those who've been oppressed, you've been under a weight of oppression. And the enemies had you in a cycle. Year after year, 
The Spirit of the Lord says that there is an anointing for breakthrough that's getting ready to hit this house. Oh, I, I just need three people. And there's going to be a weight of glory and a yoke-breaking anointing that's getting ready to hit this house. For every person who needs a breakthrough and a deliverance and a healing, God is getting ready to blow through this house. I didn't say that in the first service. I felt, I feel the weight of this thing so heavy. Alright, let's look at um, verse 3. Let's look at the first thing that happens here. He goes into the power of the Holy Spirit. Then the devil comes and tempts him. And this is what the devil says. And the devil said to him, if you are the son of God, command this stone to become bread. Look at verse 4. But Jesus answered, saying to him, it is written, man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds out the mouth of God. So, Jesus didn't eat 40 days, 40 nights, and the first temptation the devil gives him is food. <laughs> Turn his bread into stone. But then the Holy Spirit started speaking to me and saying, it's more than physical food. The devil's temptation to Jesus was telling him that something carnal and fleshly could fulfill and satisfy him. Then you're like, prove it to me. Let's go to, to Deuteronomy. Let's go to the scripture in Deuteronomy. Deuteronomy chapter 8, verse 2. Jesus wasn't just quoting a scripture just from the back of his mind. Jesus was actually looking at the Old Testament and was quoting Moses when he was talking about the children of Israel and their wilderness. Okay. They were in the wilderness for 40 years. Jesus was in the wilderness for 40 days. They failed in the wilderness, but Jesus passed the test in the wilderness. So what Jesus is saying is, because I overcame the wilderness and I overcame the world, then you got the power to overcome the wilderness. You don't have to fall into the same traps as the children of Israel because I already overcame the wilderness. And because I live on the inside of you, you have the same And he quotes where Israel failed. He says they failed in the area of food. <laughs> they failed in the area of cursing God because they didn't have enough food. And they wanted to go back to Egypt and eat the cucumbers in Egypt. <laughs> They'd rather be in slavery but have something that physically fills them. See, that's how crazy flesh is. Flesh will make you go back to areas that God already set you free from. Just to satisfy a temporary need that can only actually be satisfied by the Holy Spirit. Ooh, this is good. Some of you have placed so much attention on this void that's on the inside. But you've tried everything to fill the void. Like he could fill it. He can't. Like she can fill it. She can't. Like the Netflix and chill can fill it, but it can't. Like broken relationship after broken relationship can fill it, but it can't. Like you making more money at your job can fulfill you, but it can't. You're hungry for something, but here's where the true hunger is supposed to be. Look what it says. And you shall remember the Lord your God led you all these years, 40 years in the wilderness to humble you and to test you, to know whether 
what was in your heart whether you would keep his commandments or not look at verse 3 so he humbled you allowed you to hunger allowed you to hunger why because he wants to feed you so he fed them with manna but that's not the real food that he was trying to give them the lesson was a spiritual lesson manna only temporarily fills you manna you eat it one day this is what they had to do with the manna they ate it one day and the next day it turned into worms it could not bring satisfaction beyond the temporary moment it could have been it couldn't bring satisfaction beyond the second that it was eaten after that moment they became hungry again but here's what the scripture says but man lives by every word that proceeds out the mouth of god so the real satisfaction israel isn't the manner you're getting it's the word of god because that brings true satisfaction it brings true illumination it brings true fulfillment it brings true satisfaction to your soul you don't need the manner you Let's look at the second one. Look at the second temptation. Luke chapter 4 verse 5. Here's what it says. Then the devil, taking him up on a high mountain, showed him all the kingdoms of the world in a moment of time. All right. Can I stop right there? Because that's really deep. The devil allowed in one second for Jesus to see everything in this world. One moment in time. Like flash before his eyes, he saw everything in this world. And then the devil gives him an offer. And he says, then the devil taking him up on a high mountain showed him all the kingdoms of the world in a moment of time. Verse 6. And the devil said to him, all this authority I will give you and their glory for it has been delivered to me. And I will give it to whomever I wish. Therefore, if you will worship before me, all will be yours. So the second temptation that comes in the wilderness is if you worship, you bow down to me, everything will be given to you. This is the temptation of taking a shortcut. All right. Can I explain why? Because when Adam and Eve sinned, the Bible says that dominion of the earth was given over to Satan. Amen? Before the foundations of the earth, Jesus already was being sent by the Father to fulfill the plan of salvation, to be born of a woman. To die, nails in his hands and his feet, a, a, a crown of thorn on his head, die and resurrect and ascend. That was a whole process. What the devil's saying here is, 
Jesus, you can have a shortcut. The shortcut is, I'll give you all this stuff. You just got to bow down. You don't got to die. You don't got to resurrect. You don't got to ascend. All you have to do, all you have to do is just bow down. Take a shortcut. See, the enemy would love to make you take the easy way to destiny. That's why the Bible says the way to destiny, the way to the kingdom is narrow and is difficult. And only few find it. Because it takes time. I realized something about cooking food. You can cook a meal that takes you 20 minutes and you can cook a meal that takes you four hours. Those meals have two different results and they have two different methods and two different processes. I like the 20 minute meals when I'm in a rush. My kids are coming back from school. They're about to be hungry. They're going to yell at me. I just need to eat right now, Dad. Okay, let me just boil some pasta and put some Alfredo sauce on it from a can. Right? That works. But when I really want to cook, there's a process. I go to the store. I don't just get whatever's in my cabinet. I get the Kerrygold butter. Oh, I got the anointing. I get some fresh garlic. Fresh herbs. Oh, the f- right? I get all my ingredients together. Because the process is different. Because the result's going to be different. Can see the difference between the meal that took 20 minutes and it may not be bad and the process that took three hours because I needed to go and get everything and prepare it. You see, Jesus could have took the easy way out. Here's the 20 minute version. Jesus goes, I'm willing to go through the whole entire process. To make sure you have eternal life. I'm making sure. That I suffer. So that you don't have to suffer. I'm making sure. That they beat my body to a bloody pulp. So that by my stripes. You are healed. I'm making sure that I'm wounded. For your transgressions. So they're putting sin on me. So sin doesn't have to be on you. Oh Jesus. I'm so glad he went through the process. And didn't cut the line. Let's go to the third one. I'm almost done. Wow, that was quick. I think first service made me preach a little bit more. Let's go to the next. Uh, Luke. I mean, yeah, Luke. Luke chapter 4, verse 9. So we talked about the two. I said this in the first service. The devil is going to tempt you with three things. 1 John chapter 2, verse 16. The lust of the flesh, 
And that was turning bread into stone. The lust of the... Okay, y'all know the word. I'm happy. The lust of the eyes. And that was... He showed him the world. And here's the third one. The pride of life. He brings him up to the pinnacle. And he says, if you're the son of God, jump. He says, jump. Just throw yourself down from here. Look what verse 10 says. For, for it is written. So now the devil is so tricky that he's quoting scripture. The devil starts quoting scripture to Jesus. Yeah, you know, here's what the word says. See, that's why you got to be careful what you listen to and who you listen to. Because some people will twist scripture to make you do things that aren't God's will. That's why the scripture says, study to show yourself approved. A workman need not be ashamed, correctly dividing the word of truth. Oh, I'm going some old school scriptures. See, this is why it's important to know the word. Because you don't need anyone manipulating you. The Holy Spirit will teach you all things. The Holy Spirit will guide you. Pastors are just there to literally help direct as the Holy Spirit leads you. They're not there to be your Holy Spirit. Pastors are not there to do Bible study for you. Man, I don't like this church because they don't teach me. Yeah, teach yourself. You know, like when you're a student, the professor's not there at your house. Yeah, let me show you how to do this and this and that. No, you get the book, you read it. And if you need help, you go, yeah, I don't understand this segment of what's happening here. And sometimes you don't even go to the teacher, you go to Google first. Because you don't want to look dumb. Let me go to Google because I don't want to look crazy going to the professor. Every little thing. But pastor, I just need to know how to. The Holy Spirit will teach you. When it gets to the point where you need direction. Guess what? The Holy Spirit is going to target Pastor Mo. It's going to target Pastor Boyan. It's going to target your spiritual leaders and say. Here, help guide them. I didn't say this in the first service. Someone needs to hear this. Because some of y'all are still drinking milk. When you should be having the meat of the word. Amen. You still have the milk. You're still doing elementary spiritual exercises when you should be teaching the word yourself. You've been here for 20 years and there's people who came for two years and they're already teaching life groups. They're already teaching Bible studies. They're already leaders. But you've been here for 20 years sitting down lazy. Okay, let me get out of here. It's getting hot in here. Ooh, it's getting hot in here. Some of you are babes and you should be more mature than you are. You come here every Sunday, you sit with your family and you think you've done your spiritual duty for the week. And the devil keeps attacking you because you don't know the word. You know what gave Jesus victory over the devil even when he quoted scripture? Is that he knew the right context of the word. The context of the word makes it very important. Jesus goes back to the proper context.
context. Look at verse 11. Look at the proper context. He goes right back to wilderness and he says, I'm going to quote something that's going to make sense here. Because while I'm in the wilderness, the devil wants to quote a scripture that has nothing to do with what's happening here. But I'm going to quote a scripture that has everything to do with what's happening here. So he goes back and he quotes Deuteronomy while they're in the wilderness. He quotes Moses' sermon that Moses was preaching while they were in the wilderness and saying, devil, look, I'm using the scripture in its proper context to tell you to beat it. Oh, some of y'all, the devil been messing with your mind, messing with your money, messing with your health, messing with your... to show you who you are. You know why the devil had victory? In the, you know why God had victory over the devil in the wilderness? It's because he knew who he was. Jesus goes, this is my beloved. When you go into any wilderness with that context, you'll have victory. When you go into any wilderness with the context, I'm a son. I'm a daughter. Anything that comes your way, I'm a son. It don't matter how tough it is. I'm a son. And here's what's funny. Jesus didn't do one lick of ministry yet. And he was already a son. But I don't preach. So, you know, I don't care. You're a son because he died for you to be a son. You're a daughter because he died for you to be a daughter. It has nothing to do with your works. It has nothing to do with your goodness. It has nothing to do with your abilities. You are a son of God because Jesus died on the cross. And as soon as you accept him, he said he gives you the honor and the privilege to become a son of God. That's an honor. All right. I'm almost done. Are y'all, y'all cool? All right. So we're at the last one. So Jesus is quoting Moses. And we'll put that back up there. Yeah. And Jesus answered and said to him, it has been said, you shall not tempt the Lord your God. He goes back and quotes that whole sermon. Because the children of Israel, they were tempting God. So he, he quotes um, Deuteronomy chapter 6, where it says that they tempted God. Don't tempt the Lord your God, you know, as they tempted him in Massa. And that's when they didn't have enough water. And so they were like, God's not really with us. You, you like how they complain like us God but you say you gonna be with me I don't understand God and so so he quotes 
He quotes this and he's like, where Israel failed, I'm not going to fail. I'm not going to fail the, the lesson of not trusting God when things get tough. I'm not, I'm not going to fail in not believing that God actually has my back and that he's going to do what he said and that he's faithful to his word. I, I'm not going to fail in that lesson. All right. Verse. Let's go back to Luke. We're almost done. So this is the part where I was like, okay, y'all still with me? Why? Why the wilderness? Why? Why go through all this? Why 40 days of fasting, no food? Why 21 days, I'm calling every day at 7 o'clock and I'm not eating food? Some of y'all lie, though. (laughs) But the Lord loves you. He's forgiven you. He's gracious, compassionate. Yeah, I didn't eat you a stop. <laughs> Y'all can laugh, I'm joking. I fasted and failed too, so I just pick it back up. Alright, Lord. Let's let's try this again. Because my stomach spoke a language. But but this 40 days no food 40 days fasting being tempted by the devil going through the wilderness why there has to be a reason gone through all this there's gonna be a reason I'm saying no to my flesh there's gonna be a reason why I feel overwhelmed there has to be a reason and then I read it straight in the text and it blew my mind Because I've never read this verse in this context before. So the Bible says in Luke chapter 4 verse 1. Can we go to verse 1 for a second back to verse 1? Jesus being filled with the Holy Spirit. So how did he go into the wilderness? Okay, Y'all was all over the place. How did he go into the wilderness? Filled with the Holy Spirit. Alright. He goes through all of this stuff. Tempted by the devil. Not eating 40 days, 40 nights, all this stuff. And then look at uh, Luke chapter 4, verse 14. It says, then Jesus returned in the Whoa, hold on. There's a difference between being filled and having So all of that that Jesus went through was not a punishment. It was an invitation for promotion. The, the wilderness wasn't there to kill him. It was there to reveal him. Oh, you're stronger than you think you are. You're more anointed than you think you are. I know you went into the season filled with the Holy Spirit, but you're about to step out in the power of the Spirit. Yeah, I can't go out with you. Oh, yeah, I'm turning over the plate. I'm not going to watch Netflix. (laughs) It's not in vain. Because you're stepping 
out of a season of just being filled with the Holy Spirit and enter into a season of You thought this fast was here to, to devour. It was here to empower. I'm going to say it again. You thought the wilderness and this fast was meant to devour. No, it was meant to empower. So look what happens after Jesus gets empowered. The next thing he does, he casts out demons. He heals the sick. He raises the dead. He cleanses the leper. He preaches the kingdom. He sees people saved. He goes into places that no one else wants to go. And he sees the glory of God manifest. Can I tell you something? This season is only bringing you into greater glory, greater Stand to our feet, we gotta go. It's your hour of power. I read that and I was like, whoa. So all of that, that was a lot Jesus went through. He was tempted with all types of temptation. But guess what it brought? It brought another dimension, power. That Greek word for power is the word dunamis. Is, it means miraculous working power. So he moved from you're filled to now you're a miracle worker. Woo. You see, some of y'all aren't shouting because you thought it was just for Jesus. No, it's for you after this 21 days. Yes. You went and filled with the Holy Spirit, you're leaving as a miracle worker. Another, another translation for dunamis is dynamite. Something that explodes and creates a lot of destruction. Can I tell you something? You're about to create a lot of destruction to the kingdom of darkness. Oh, three people said amen. How many people are about to create a lot of destruction to demonic structures, to demonic enterprises, to demonic systems, to generational spirits? You got power to say no to the enemy. You're about to disrupt some stuff. Where are the disruptors in the house? Where are the Holy Ghost disruptors? The devil messed with the wrong one. He picked on the wrong one. You don't even know, devil. All your temptation was just my promotion. Lift up your hands. Let's go. Father, I thank you. Are you repeat? For the anointing and the power of the Holy Spirit. I receive a fresh impartation of strength, of glory, and of anointing. My family shall be saved. 
is the City Light Church Podcast. If you've missed any part of today's message, or if you would like to find out more about Pastor Boyan Jancic and City Light Church, visit us at citylightnyc.com. That's citylightnyc.com. Feel free to visit us online or in person anytime. We would love to connect with you. We pray that you have been encouraged today, that you have been reminded how much God loves you, and that you are surrounded by grace. Thank you for listening. Make sure that you subscribe to City Light Church Podcast wherever you find your favorite podcasts worldwide.